Dr. Angela Turno specializes in helping active moms stop bladder leakage so they can run, jump, stay active, and stay dry using all natural methods. On this part two of a three-part series with Dr. Angela, we're going to be debunking myths that you may have heard when it comes to bladder leakage and the pelvic floor health. Welcome to the Wellness Essentials Podcast, where we invite you to join the conversation and get inspired to be in the driver's seat of your health and well-being. On this podcast, you'll get an all-access pass inside the minds of MDs, experts, and thought leaders in the industry. No topic is off limits. And we're asking the questions to get you the answers across the gamut of topics when it comes to optimizing your health. This is the WE Podcast. And we are back for part two with our guest, Angela, to talk more about the bladder, leakage, the pelvic floor health, and all of these great things. So thank you guys for tuning in. And thank you so much, Angela, for for chatting with me today. Absolutely. Let's give the guests a little recap of what we talked about last week. You know, you kind of explained the pelvic floor, what it is, and the importance of it. You want to recap a little bit about that? Yeah. So the pelvic floor is a sling of muscles that sit inside of your pelvis. So they're the muscles you sit on. They are your pee, poop, sex, childbirth muscles. They are posture muscles, which people don't recognize typically. And also they support your pelvic organs. And so bladder leakage specifically, you know, a lot of people think that it's just the pelvic floor muscles, but it's not. It's how all of the muscles work together. And so that is how I approach this issue when I'm working with my clients. And it's been very effective looking at it that way versus just the pelvic floor. That is, again, so insightful. I love that you, it was very enlightening for me. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners, our moms out there really open their eyes to what the function is and how it works with other parts of the body. So that was super cool. Let's talk about some myths and debunk some of the things that we maybe have heard that aren't true and get to the truth of our pelvic floor health. So what are your thoughts on bladder leakage? And does it really mean you just have a weak pelvic floor? No, no. So let me ask you this. If you had knee pain or elbow pain, would that mean that you have a weak bicep or, you know, a weak leg? (laughs) No, probably not. (laughs) No, no. So, you know, bladder leakage, (laughs) bladder leakage is just a symptom. It's just a symptom, just like knee pain or elbow pain. They are just symptoms of something not working well. Like your body is not working efficiently. It's not working well together. And so that is where a lot of people get it wrong is that they look at bladder leakage as, you know, it's only the pelvic floor or it's only this one set of muscles. And no, (laughs) that is not the case at all. And the other thing is, You know, it's not just having a weak pelvic floor because if, let's say, you were to flex your bicep, so that's your, you know, your arm muscle, if you were to flex your bicep or just flex your arm for three hours, one, you're probably going to feel weak (laughs) after you let that muscle go, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's been working so hard. It sounds exhausting just thinking about it. (laughs) Right, exactly. So, So then, you know, when moms think or when women or when they have bladder leakage and they just need to 
tense or engage their pelvic floor muscles, and you're doing that all the time, well, those muscles are, they're not going to work well. They're going to feel weak. And so that is often the case too, when I've had clients that they went to their midwife or they went to their practitioner and they said, I have a weak pelvic floor. And then typically the position that you, that you would check that in would be like on your back, just like a women's uh, exam type of a thing. And one, I don't really find that to be a reliable test because it could be that your muscles are just so tight or they're so, they're working so hard. And so again, if you are already flexing your muscle, if you're already flexing your bicep, you can't flex it more. Does that make sense? It does. It sounds like the muscles are they're fatigued, they're tired, yeah. and the symptom right. sheds light on that. And then also, if you're not connected with how to use those muscles, that's not going to be an efficient test, right? So like, if I asked you to do a handstand push-up, would that be an efficient way? Like, if you're not used to contracting those muscles in that position, how is that a reliable test? You know, (laughs) that makes sense because I think about it, like as an athlete myself, it's, you have to work up to something like that. Like your muscles aren't prepared or trained to do that. They're not trained. Exactly. They're not trained to do that. Right. So, you know, typically women aren't just, they're not leaking or having, you know, bladder leakage symptoms or pelvic floor issues when they're laying on their back. It's like when you're up and moving and, and doing things. So I I more so go in the realm of, you know, what what are you feeling? What are your symptoms? Like, let's talk about that and let's make it very specific to your needs. So I just ask a lot of questions and I make it very applicable to their life of really figuring out what is happening situation by situation, which there are a lot of overlap with most people, but everybody's unique. So it's like looking at, you know, are you having back pain? Are you having hip pain? Are you having painful sex? Are you having leaking when you move too quick? Or like, when are you experiencing this? Is it when you sneeze? Or is it like you are walking to the bathroom and it's like you're five steps away from the toilet and that's when you leak, you know? So just when are you having your symptoms? Is it that first step out of bed that you're like, I can't hold it. It's like, ah. So looking at all of these scenarios and when are you having your symptoms? And it's not just that your pelvic floor is weak, but it's how the whole system is working together. You know, that makes so much sense. I think about it. Say I'm a someone who jump ropes and that's where I'm having my leakage. Well, you lay me on a table and you check everything out. It's not going to be the same because like, it's not in that, it's not in the, like the scenario of the lifestyle when the, that episode is happening. Right. That makes so much sense. Exactly. And then the power in that is like, maybe if you lay on your back, everything checks out fine, but it's not fine because you're having issues, (laughs) you know? So sometimes people are like, yeah, I, I did, you know, traditional, I would say I'm not a traditional pelvic floor therapist. (laughs) So I go to, you know, I, I did that round of therapy and I graduated and it was great. You know, I, I, I met all the criteria, but I still have issues and I'm like, all right, well, I can help you with that, (laughs) you know? So that's the cool part. You know, I absolutely love that because you're getting into the nuance you're getting into the, for the individualized care again, and looking at the body holistically. And those are, I think where our healthcare is going and where it needs to go to get proper care because yeah, how many times do we hear people go in, they get a diagnosis or they get a clear 
they're in the clear, they're like, oh, doctor says I'm fine. But then you're still having the issues. And then you're looked at like, you're the crazy one because you're having the issues when the reality is it wasn't treated properly to begin with. <laughs> I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just, they're not trained, right? Like, because they're trained in the bladder or the uterus or... I have no business in delivering a baby. (laughs) Like I, you know, it's like, it's a very small area and it's just, I wouldn't deliver a baby, but then at the same time, I'm the muscle person, you know? So it's where are you getting your, your care from? Where are you getting your answers from? You have to get it from the person that is like, I've spent years, (laughs) hundreds and thousands of hours, like getting trained in this. So again, I I have no business delivering a baby. And if it's a true bladder issue, like the organ itself, go to a urologist. But if it's a muscle thing, and there is value in knowing if it's not a bladder thing, and there is value in knowing it's not a uterus thing, but there's also, you know, don't stop there. If you're not getting your answers there, it doesn't mean you've like ended your, you've explored all the options. That's true. Like it's about finding harmony. And it's like, if you're, that's the thing I think women, as we need to do, is if we aren't getting the answers we need in a place that it's just, it's not that that doctor or that person doesn't care. It's just that there's, like you said, the specialty. It's like, keep trying, keep going. And, you know, again, that's that's why we put these resources out there on the podcast to just share. It's like, maybe this is a light bulb moment for one woman. It's like her cue. All right, this is what I need to try. I've tried everything else let's give this a shot. And I think that's, that's why we do this. We touch people's lives and give them the resources. So. Absolutely. And, and to kind of stack on that a little, it's like, I, I like it when people have tried other things, you know, cause then it's like, it gives you insight. Like, oh, I've tried this. I've tried this. I've tried this. And I often, you know, when I'm talking to my clients, when, you know, and I don't work with everybody that I talk to, cause I want to make sure that I can absolutely help them. And so, but a lot of the conversation too is what have you tried? What hasn't worked? And so if you haven't tried things, sometimes it's hard to know where you're at. Does that make sense? Oh, a hundred percent. And I'm such a huge goer of trial and error because like, I'm, I'm a taste tester. Like you bring me the whole dessert tray and I'm going to taste everything. (laughs) And that's kind of like how we can look at this is like, keep going, keep trying, don't give up don't suffer. Like you don't have to live in your suffering. There's like so many different options out there. So I kind of want to dive into the next question. Cause you know, we talked a little bit about leakage. We talked about different scenarios. Now, some people think it's just part of getting older and that's normal. Like, is it? No, <laughs> no. So I would say fix these things earlier because it's always better to be proactive and or, you know, fix things when they're not as big of an issue. But I have helped women in their 80s. Like, I'm not saying it was easy, right? But but I, what I am saying is, you know, anytime, like you can, you can fix this to an extent, right? Because there's going to be a time where it is kind of too difficult and you're past the window and you might need more invasive support with that. But, you know, again, that's what we kind of dive into. We look at like, where are you at? What things have you tried? What's available to you as far as your body, you know, to fix it? Because it's not just the pelvic floor. So how are your hips? How are your, how's your core, your shoulders, your mobility, your posture, body mechanics, like looking at all of that. And you can kind of think about it like with your kids, you know, if you were to create an, or you're going to do an art project with them, 
and there's glitter. Let's say there's glitter involved in this art project. <laughs> Love it. Gotta have some glitter. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's glitter involved in this art project. It's like, are you going to set some ground rules up front and know that there's going to be cleanup later? But if you set ground rules up front, there's usually less cleanup later. Or are you going to just like go at it and there's going to be like a huge mess at the end that's going to take more time, more effort, more energy to, you know, clean up, we'll say, right? And so in a sense of, let's say postpartum, and when you're a mom, your postpartum is for life. So, (laughs) but if you are, let's say earlier postpartum, like up to, let's say even three years earlier postpartum, then, you know, that would be the time that you can really, it's like easier to fix things because before they become more ingrained in your day to day. But again, I've helped women that are 15 years postpartum, 25, 60, like it's, it's not a part of normal aging. Definitely not. And think about it this way too. Bladder leakage is just a symptom, right? Like just think about it as just a symptom. And so if you had knee pain or back pain, like those things are probably more common when you get older because it's just your body. Your body is like, let's say breaking down or it doesn't like bounce back. It doesn't like, it's just, it's part of the aging process of you go for the long walk. And if you didn't use good mechanics, things break down faster. You might have knee pain faster than you maybe would have 20 years ago. But at the same time, if you have knee pain or back pain, that's not, I mean, you can fix it. Does that make sense? Like you wouldn't just like sit there in your misery, hopefully, and just think, okay, this is just my life now. (laughs) So they're just symptoms. It's like our body's talking to us and like tuning into that. And if something feels out of alignment, like lean into that feeling. And that's when that's a great place to start is like creating this awareness that, that we're doing is this isn't normal, even though we may think let's tune in. It's if something's changing in your body. And that can be the really tricky part is that I would say a bladder leakage for moms or as you're getting older, it's just, it's become so normalized that then it's hard to question if, is this something I can fix, you know? And I would say some companies have taken advantage of that, you know, like there's pad commercials of just wear the pads or, you know, it's like, oh no, (laughs) they've really kind of capitalized on the fact of like normalizing this issue and it's not normal. It might be common, but common is not normal. I'm really glad you said that. Common is not normal. And like, that's again, too, where like creating this discernment in your own sense of self is a huge thing. Like it's, you know, the pads too. It's just like a big old band-aid, really. Mm, absolutely. You know, because it's not really solving the problem. So this is a really great way to like create that spark of, aha, okay, I feel this is something going on. But my girlfriends, three of them have it after they had kids and they seem to just be dealing with it. So I'm going to deal with it. But instead, we can create this awareness and say, you know what? I'm going to take action. And if that action is responsive and good, I'm going to share that with my three girlfriends. And then they're going to take action too. And then all of a sudden, nobody has these issues anymore. And we've solved them because we're getting into our bodies. Absolutely. And there's just so much power in that. Because when you understand your body better, like you are going to exude that in every area of your life. Mm. Like you are going to just imagine just being able to step out the door and go for the run and not, not like worry, did I pee before I stepped out the door? Calculating out how much water you drink before you step out the door or like mapping out the bathrooms on that run. Like just imagining 
the freedom of just, or chasing your daughter across the yard and not worrying about if you move too quick, Mm -hmm. like what's going to happen, you know? So it's just, and in that way, like that's going to resonate into your family, into how you, how you interact with your community and at work. And that's really what I'm about is like changing the life of a mom changes the life of a community. That is so well said. It's so true because if we feel good about our bodies and feel like we're not putting all this energy and thought and worry into the symptoms and the problems, if those are resolved, we can get back to living. We can be better versions of ourselves and and just know that we're healthy. I completely get where you're coming from with that. And this is, this is so great. Then, yeah, of course, we share it with our friends. We share it with our friends. And that's the best part is spreading this great awareness of being in tune with our bodies. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. What would you tell a brand new mom who does have these symptoms and is maybe scared to say something? She's like, oh, it's just part of it, part of motherhood. One, I would say speak up. Okay, so when your provider asks if everything is normal, one, I hate that question because if you don't know what normal is, right? Like if you if you were struggling with back pain or bladder leakage or, you know, even like postpartum depression, but if you're struggling with those things and you just think that that's like a, and maybe all of your friends have those things, then you might also think that that's just normal, right? So normal is is dependent on your perception of normal. And so instead, I like to dive deeper. It's like, okay, what is normal for you? Like, <laughs> you know, what do you think is normal? Like, and, you know, I've had moms that one mom was peeing 60 times a day and she was like, yeah, it's just normal. And I'm like, mm, let's talk about that, you know? And but it's just only because she, she had lived with, if you live with something so long and I guess, you know, you are, if you're early postpartum or a new mom, it's like, you have no context of what is normal. <laughs> and even if you're a third time, you know, new mom, then again, you've never been, you've never been a third time new mom. So it's still new for you. You might write it off as like, well, I've had three babies. So I guess at three babies, it's normal, (laughs) you know? Yeah. That makes so much sense. It's almost like recalibrating Mm -hmm. that part of our brain, like, because it is so normalized and it is so accepted as, oh, this is just part of it when reality is. That's what I love too, about what you do. It's that holistic lifestyle approach. This has become normalized in a person's mind, but then this helps to kind of recalibrate. Let's resolve this yeah, (laughs) and get you doing what you love to do. (laughs) That's really it because bladder leakage is a major health problem. It is a major health problem. And I just want to talk about that for a minute because I think a lot of women can can water it down or dilute it as like, it's just, I'll just wear a pad, you know? But it's like, again, that is a Band-Aid and it will likely get worse. Mm -hmm. And when it gets worse, it's like you start off by not jumping on the trampoline. Maybe you're like, okay, I guess I'm at the point where I just can't jump on the trampoline with the kids anymore. I just have to give that up, right? But then what is the next thing that you're willing to give up? And slowly by slowly, you're giving things up until you don't even recognize yourself. And in the process, you're getting weaker 
because you're not doing things. You're not like going out for the run because you're like, I guess at this point in my life, I just can't run anymore because of bladder leakage, right? But maybe you didn't even like put the two together that you weren't because it was such a slow process to get to that point where things are just slipping away and because you maybe unconsciously feel uncomfortable. Or maybe it's very obvious that you're uncomfortable, but sometimes it's not. And you're just getting weaker in the process. And because of that, now you're not as active. So maybe you're gaining weight or maybe you're having back pain or hip pain, right? And so now you're going to this specialist and that specialist. And, you know, I've had people like, because they gained weight, they had things like other health issues that come along with that, right? Like maybe you need gallbladder surgery now, or, you know, or you're just having more health things come up because you're not being as active. And, and that is just so sad to me. You know, it's like, it stemmed from feeling uncomfortable with bladder leakage. And now because you're, maybe you're farther from the event of childbirth, a lot of people don't connect the two as that was actually when the problem started. Mm. The other thing too, is if a pro athlete, like a pro football athlete, if they tore their hamstring on the field, they are going to get very specific care of how to get back to the field very quickly, very efficiently, and move well for their body. And if that did not happen, even if you're not a pro athlete, but like if you tore your hamstring, which is a very like, it hurts a lot, but like childbirth, like, come on, that's, <laughs> you know, it that is the biggest strain on any muscle is childbirth, you know? And if you had a C-section, hello, that's a major abdominal surgery. If you had a shoulder surgery, you're going to have therapy. You're going to have very specific help with how to get those muscles working again. Not just try to second guess and try to be like, oh, I'll just do these ab workouts and try to figure it out, I guess. But if you had a major injury of tearing your hamstring and you didn't do anything about it, you just rested six weeks, which is like the six weeks is like the clearance time for usually postpartum moms going back to whatever exercise they want. But if you just laid around for six weeks with a torn hamstring and just like started to just went back and figured it out on your own, you can probably guess that you're going to maybe have things like hip pain or back pain or knee pain in your future because you didn't learn how to use the muscles correctly. Mm -hmm. And so it, it wouldn't just be about doing hamstring curls. Like it's going to be learning how to reuse your body, how to walk efficiently, how to move through your hips efficiently, mobility, you know, things like that. And that is the same thing for a new mom. It's like, it's not just about the pelvic floor because it impacts so much of your body. Mm, that's so true. This is like, this is so enlightening because it, that is one place where I feel that we definitely are in the dark with this, like this concept, because we're, you know, we go in, we have our baby, we come home and we rest. There is no real post, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm also haven't had a child myself, but is there any sort of care that women get when they leave the hospital? Typically not. Typically not. Like you have your, all of your visits for the baby. Um, you're told typically don't lift, take it easy. But at the same time, <laughs> then you have your baby who maybe is, if you're lucky, maybe six pounds <laughs> or 10 pounds or, you know, any, any number in that. And then you have the car seat. So it's like, don't lift anything, but also carry your baby to all these appointments, which the baby carrier and the baby is probably 
you know, 25 pounds or 20 pounds or something. Right. So, so where I like to come in, it's like, okay, yes, during that six weeks, you should lay low. But at the same time, it's unrealistic to think that you are never going to lift. So let's teach you how to use your body efficiently, right? Because the other thing that I just think is kind of just so silly is that you, whenever you put, and this is kind of across the board, this is just my thought, but, and I know we're talking about the pelvic floor and bladder leakage, but if you put lifting restrictions on people, let's say you can't lift over five pounds. Okay. So five pounds, if there's a five pound weight and it's close to your body, that is going to feel a lot lighter than if you were to take that five pound weight and hold it out like away from your body. So that same five pounds now feels much heavier. So at the same time, it's like, let's teach you how to lift efficiently so that that five pounds doesn't feel so heavy. Right. And so then you're going to help yourself not have back pain and hip pain and a lot of the aches and pains that new moms can have only because there's no direction. That makes total sense. It's like, instead of saying, just don't do this, let's see how we can do this efficiently. Yes. And safely. And safely. This has been such an incredible talk. And I want to go in a little bit to ask you, how do you feel when it comes to women and you know all of this information has been incredible and sharing this how do we get women to invest in themselves and to take action when they do feel out of alignment with something or having leakage things like that yeah i think you you know moms need to be okay with putting themselves first you know a lot of moms will a lot of women we can put themselves on like the back burner of like, okay, well, I have to do this for my child. I have to do this for you know, the house or at work or, or for your husband or your spouse, right? You're, you're just like putting everybody in front of you, but now you have nothing to give more, right? Because the more you're give, 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 and the more you are becoming depleted, the less you can actually do for other people. So by helping yourself, you know, and helping yourself feel, feel not only confident because when you don't have issues and when you don't have pain, how much more confident and happy do you feel? You have so much more energy to give. 100% agree with that. I, when I'm feeling good about how my body's functioning, how I'm functioning, I am so much better to those around me as well, or I'm bring my best foot forward. For right. Sure. And that can be so positive and so powerful for your family, for your kids, right? Because if I'm in a negative state for whatever reason, because I'm human, right? (laughs) But if I'm in a negative state, I see that reflected in my kids. Like they might have more attitudes, they might have more whining, and then I become kind of reflective of that. So it's like this, this negative loop, you know? But if I'm feeling really positive, and it's not just about like, forcing positivity. Like you have to think positive, right? Like that is not what I'm saying because just when you get to the root cause of helping your body feel good, there is a huge mind body connection. I am such a proponent of that. And so when you can invest and fix these things from that perspective, now issues just, they don't feel as big and you can, you feel more resourceful. You can, you can just find the solution for things. You can take on the world. Like at at least you can think like that. Or, you know, if, if you can be active in a way that feels 
good for you. Like if I'm having, if I feel like I'm having an issue or like, I just cannot think of the solution for whatever it is, say I'm like trying to come up with how to coordinate the kids with the traveling and all it's just, I can't think of the, how to make it work. Right. It's like, it's just not going to work. But then I go out for a run or I go and be active. I come back and I'm like, Oh, this is all I have to do. Right. Like I'm just able to be more resourceful and figure out the solutions easier. And if you just don't feel good in your body and, and because of bladder leakage or back pain or hip pain, or you just don't feel confident in yourself, that is going to impact everyone around you. Mm, that's so true. That is so well said. And that is, if we fill our cups, we will overflow and be able to help others mm. even better. That's a great way to put it too. Moms, we care so much about our kids. Let's invest that energy. We want to be there for them. We want to be able to play on that trampoline with them. We want to be able to see them go through a lot of life and to stay healthy and happy and take care of ourselves will allow us to be more engaged with our kids. My kids, and I'm sure other, other women feel this way too, but my kids, they're just, they're so great. They're so great. And I've just noticed that when I am at my best and I go out and go for a run and take the time to be active and do the things that make me feel good. My daughter looked up to me the other day and she's two. I did not prompt her to say this. I've never said this at all, but she just looks up at me and she goes, mama, you tough. I'm like, Oh, I love that. I was like, Oh, thank you, Elena. You know, it's like, they are seeing what you do. And if she sees me feeling confident and positive in myself, then she is seeing that for herself as well, you know? And so it was so cute. So we just back back and forth in the mirror. Mama, you tough. Elena, you tough. You know, we just went back and forth in the mirror as I held her. And it was just so precious. And I just want that for all moms, you know? Like you deserve to feel like a badass. Like, I don't know if I can say that, but you deserve that. <laughs> you could say that because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And that is, you know, that is what I love about, this is like the women empowerment. You know, we hear that term everywhere and it means a lot of different things to a lot of people, but truly this is empowerment. This is giving that daughter or giving the, all your kids that sense of self-confidence that they can do things, that they can invest in themselves later because they're watching you. They're watching you as your as how you treat yourself. That is very, very true. How you take care of yourself is hugely part of that. So this has been an incredible conversation, by the way. Again, I love it. <laughs> um, this has been so great. We hope that you guys have gotten so much out of this. And, you know, Angela, just share again with the audience how they can find you if they haven't been able to find you yet, how can they get in touch with you? You know, if this has really resonated with you and you are at the point where you want to get back running and jumping on the trampoline and never worry about peeing your pants and just feeling confident in yourself to get back being active, chasing your daughter across the yard and not worrying about bladder leakage, we can chat about what's going on and put together your game plan. All you have to do is find a time to chat with me. So you can go to bladderleaksolution.com slash apply and grab a time and we can just see what that would look like for you. And then also you can find me um, on Instagram. My handle is bladderleaksolution. 
And then I also have a Facebook group. So Bladder Leak Solution for Active Moms. But you guys, I'm... I am more than happy to see if you qualify to work with me so that you can actually fix this. Like you do not have to live with bladder leakage. Oh, amen. I think this is going to resonate with so many of our listeners. And I'm so excited to have you back. We're going to have a part three with Angela to share about things you should consider that uh, that may slip through the cracks the, and the mind-body connection. So we're going to be diving in deeper, getting you more answers to your bladder leak solutions. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. We hope you got a lot out of it. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date with our latest episodes. Also, you can find us on social media by searching Checkable Health. We look forward to seeing you again soon.